Welcome to Papa's House Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoyed this message by Pastor Charles. For more information about this service, visit Papa's House India by logging in into SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube, and Facebook. Just put your hand on your heart and just say, God, I'm here to receive from you. And though uh, Charles may speak, but uh, when I when he speaks, I pray that your voice will be spoken through him and speak to us, uh, reveal your heart to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn uh, to the book uh, of Micah. Micah. And we're going to be meditating from the book of Micah. Micah is an Old Testament minor prophet who carried major truth. Micah is a very, uh, very interesting fellow. If you look at his life, uh, he lived during uh, very bad kings. You know, he lived during the kingdoms of Israel and the kingdoms of Judah because the, the, you remember the story, they both divided the king, the, all the 10 tribes became one kingdom that's based their headquarters on Samaria and then the two kingdoms, the tribes made an encounter in Jerusalem and they become the kingdom of Judah. So you have the kingdom of Israel and the kingdom of Judah and they are separated uh, and the king of Samaria, they had lots of evil guys. One of them was Ahab and all those guys. And in the in the kingdom of Judah, they had some good guys, some bad guys and mostly, you know, kind of good guys. But Micah was in the middle of this, thick of all this, and he was uh, sharing a word that's actually, you know, in those days when you prophecy, it's very interesting, okay? In those days when you prophecy, you actually prophecy doom and punishment and the wrath of God. I mean, these days, uh, you, you can't do that. These days... You know, Holy Spirit is kind of, you know, for people when they go for prophecy, they want to feel good. They want to have a, a beautiful time. Yeah. And those days it was quite different. The topic is like this. Micah, the tragedy of the religious self-deception. The tragedy of religious self-deception. So, by the way, let's get into a little bit of details. Micah basically means in Hebrew, Mikayu, which means who is like the eternal, who is like the eternal. So I want you to turn to the last chapter of Micah and uh, we will read some few verses. Micah chapter 7 from verses 18. Amen. So if somebody has that scripture, you can put it on the chat also from 18 to 20. Who is a God like you? See, Micah has got this weird emotions going on inside of him. He talks about the judgment of God. Then he talks about the compassion of God. Then he talks about the wrath of God. Then he talks about the mercy of God. He goes hand in hand and then finally finishes off these verses. Look at this. Who is a God like you? Pardoning iniquity and passing over the transgression of the remnant of his heritage. He does not retain his anger forever because he delights in mercy. Can you imagine? God doesn't delight in anger. God doesn't delight in punishing. God delights in his mercy. 
and look at this it can only get better you will again have compassion somebody say again you will again have compassion on us sometimes i feel the spirit of god is saying sometimes you feel like you have you have taken a step towards god then you went a dip and then you are taking a step towards god you went a dip and the enemy is saying this is nowhere for you to go but god is saying he will have again have compassion on us and he will subdue our iniquities subdue means he will overcome our iniquities and you will cast all our sins into the depths of the sea <laughs> and look at this you will give truth to jacob by the way jacob means thief <laughs> you will give truth to jacob and mercy to abraham which you have sown to our fathers from the days of old and i want to prophesy over you right now in the name of jesus maybe you are in that place where you are saying god it's again and again i'm in the same place i feel like i'm in the square one back to square one i've been i've been battling this issue it's maybe my personal challenges my character issue or my challenges in my relationship but the spirit of god is saying this morning he is going to have compassion on you again he will subdue iniquity you he will cast all your sins into the depths of the sea so that you will walk in the truth and the mercy that he has given to abraham as in the days of old so micah finishes off with this beautiful statement that highlighting the sovereign character of god amen now micah has a very different message from the rest of the book micah is one of the sixth uh, one of the 12 prophets a minor prophets he is actually uh, stands on the sixth as a sixth book in the 12 minor prophets there are four major prophets isaiah jeremiah ezekiel and uh, Uh, and daniel these are the four major prophets but there are 12 minor prophets maybe god willing we will go through all the books uh, in the coming season so but i'm not promising anything i'm just sharing what the lord gave me so uh, so the, this is a guy who went through crazy time you know when both israel and judah um, had lots and lots of evil things god used him to bring the word okay now these are the three things he actually addressed the number one he addressed their sins idolatry evil business practices dishonesty cheating bribery internal strife and corruption when this is what i wrote down when sin comes it comes it affects your religious life economic life and social life and i have seen this over and over and over my brothers and sisters when we live in sin we don't want to be inside the presence of god we wanted to be move out of the presence of god because you know let me tell you this okay the okay i don't know how we're going to receive this you know the presence of god has got two aspects the one is the love of god another one is the terror of god okay are you following me the presence of god has two aspects one is the love of god when you are walking with him you are overwhelmed by his love that's the one aspect but there is another aspect the terror the wrath of god i mean nobody talks about it that will consume you if you are not walking in 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 his design and that's why some people don't want to get into the presence why because they like man they don't want to be consumed they just run away church gathering and, and and this is a sad part 
and i'm going to say this to you and today maybe shiloh many people went to shiloh meeting and online i don't know what's happening some of them are on not here some of them send me a message that they couldn't make it but so forget about that but just the point i'm trying to make is this when you constantly run away from the gathering of being together being accountable and you're just hopping around different different places just feeling comfortable you know what it means deep down the presence of god is convicting you of challenges that you can't handle it but listen god is more compassionate and the exodus chapter 3 talks about he's more compassionate in rescuing and that's why he sent his son to pay the price you know so he he addressed this things sir he addressed their sins and then he addressed their destruction in other destruction is punishment with famine war ultimate national captivity and that's what happened to the israel and also to the judah both kingdoms were taken by azaria and the babylonians they came and they destroyed and one of those guys went out was daniel we read about that guy so punishment with famine war an ultimate national cap- captivity and right now look at our own nation the skyrocketing prices the inflation the unemployment rate the corruption and and it's it's ridiculous i mean to see what's going on the injustice the poverty these all a sign that when we walk away from god these things will fall and look at this the third one he addressed and this is the beautiful part and this is he addressed how god restores he addressed their restoration so these are the three things you will read in the seven chapters he talked about their sins he talked about if they don't repent the destruction will happen if they do repent restoration will happen now this is where isa micah gets it all beautiful now i want to give you a little bit i mean we are i'm preaching but also i want to teach you so i'm going to give you a little bit of an outline of the book of micah so the first one the chapter 1 talks about the judgment announced against israel so it is just a little bit for you to know what you know this book talks about so uh, that's pretty much how i learned so i want to teach you how i learned you know so chapter 2 and 3 talks about micah announces god's condemnation of the false prophets and the rich and powerful of their evil ways so this what going on the false prophets were saying you are a chosen generation everything is fine god chose you remember he chose you from egypt to the promised land he said i am your god you will be my people so don't worry about other things that's what happens false prophets are like the prophets who prophesy for the itching years and i read this it's very interesting i read one guy was giving a commentary on itching years in israel pigs are an abomination okay pigs are an abomination you don't go closer so the pigs usually have a kind of this weird infection come on their ears okay you know what the pigs do they don't go to a, a veterinary doctor and ask for some ear infection they don't go there you know what they do they go to the in the pig farm there are stones on the boundaries they will take their ears and rub on the stones so that the itching can soothe give them a soothing effect okay but you and me know that is just a temporary soothing effect 
and then it comes again and many times that's what paul even says they have itching ears what does that mean they wanted to hear what they would like to hear and they feel good but then after 5 days they get drained again they come back again to what they would like to hear that's what false prophets was going on they were telling you going to be prof you going to be prosperous everything is going to go well you know this is a chosen nation god can never punish you guys <laughs> hello the judgment starts in the house of god <laughs> amen so number 4 and 5 you know chapters talks about i mean this again yeah yeah a yeah, beautiful uh, example of what millennium reign of christ and the judgment upon the enemies of israel so so a lot of shadow and type even jesus quotes micah and one of the famous scripture in micah is you know to do justice walk humbly and to be faithful in the eyes of god that's the basically you know and uh, basically talks all those things in a nutshell and chapter 6 look at this chapter 6 talks about god's you know conversation with israel and impending sorrow and punishment for their sins so god is dealing with israel if you read chapter 6 is one of the most uh, interesting chapter where you can see the 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 dialogue going on there and then also in chapter 7 god finally for god's forgiveness upon israel's confession of their sins so this is just an outline i just want to give you so that you can you can uh, just have a little bit of understanding there are some similarities between i isaiah and micah because micah lived during the contemporary time along with other uh, other prophets you know so so he he was uh, one of those guys that lived during the time of isaiah you remember isaiah that's a old there's another minor prophet and isaiah so he was one of those contemporaries so this guy there has a lot of similarity so we don't know many scholars don't know if isaiah borrowed from micah or micah borrowed from isaiah so if you read micah chapter 4 from 1 to 5 and also you read isaiah 2 1 to 4 you will see a lot of similarities okay i just put that on the chat so that you guys can take notes and do your homework when you have free time so it talks about the lord's future reign and micah talks about saying in the mountain of the lord's house will be a highest of all most important place on earth it will be raised above all the hills people from all nations will come and say come let us go to the mountain of the lord to the house of jacob's god there they will teach us ways and we will walk in his paths this is lord's teaching will go out from mount zion and the word will go out from jerusalem and isaiah says the same thing people from many nations Isaiah chapter 2 many nations will come and say come let us go to the mountain of the lord the house of jacob's god he will teach us his ways so you see a similarity nobody knows who copied who okay but we know this book maybe have 40 different writers but one author <laughs> what's his name holy spirit amen it's written over 1500 years of period time by three different languages 40 different writers from different cultures but only one author his name is holy spirit now even new testament referation there is a reference of micah if you read matthew chapter 2 verse 6 jesus quotes that oh bethlehem in the land of judah are not the least among you among the ruling cities of judah for a ruler will come out and you will be a shepherd for my people israel now 
the main subject this is what i've just made painted some backdrop for you so that we will get to the main uh, message the main message is the tragedy of religious self deception you know what does that mean basically they lived with an artificial religious spirituality and a false sense of righteousness saying that that would save us from their punishment and retribution my dear brothers and sisters sometimes we think like that you know this written this story happened maybe 3000 years ago uh, we don't know the exact date uh, maybe 2500 years ago <coughs> excuse me but it is still happening in our church in our christian area you know what we say i go to church i give my tithes i pay my offerings i am part of the missions outreach here and there when the pastor talks about helping the poor i was the first one to send my you know to, uh, offering to them i was there you know on the day that person came into my cabin i gave them concession c bar 2 c bar 4 i did this i so it's okay for me to live a lifestyle that may be not so holy it's okay god still loves me hello <laughs> that was the case of people who lived in micah's time you know what they said to themselves god chose this country god chose this people he said you will be my people he said to abraham he was part of you know the small village called luzi he took him from there and he said come i will give you the promised land you will be my people i will be your god so what so despite their transgression and iniquity they were under the misguided impression that they had god among them and they would escape the penalty of disobedience wow you see many times that's what we do you know look at verse micah chapter 3 verse 11 can we read micah chapter 3 verse 11 her heads judge for the bribe her priest teach for a pay and her prophets divine for money can you imagine this this is what micah is talking you know now yet circle that word yet they lean on the lord and say he is not the lord among us no arm can come against upon us <laughs> this is the most dangerous mindset to adopt look at this their head judges for a bribe today supreme court judges can be bought for a price forget about supreme court judge local judges can be bought for a price had a priest teach for a pay you know the lord has to deal with me you know many years ago and sometimes it's just it's a, it's a spirit of you know uh, i have to watch out for you know when i get an invitation to go and teach and and sometimes deep down because i'm a missionary i don't get a salary and and sometimes i wonder like how much they going to pay me you know are they going to cover my ticket or are they going to give me an honorarium <laughs> and sometimes you feel like i mean you know, two days ago i went with ivan our brother who hosts me to one family uh, fellowship to go on teach there i taught and i got nothing you know so this like you feel like oh man they didn't give it it's like but then are you doing it for money or are you doing it for the lord and then i said lord 
you know you you have everything in your hands and uh, it's constantly realigning and sometimes we do that you know in a sense like where is my pay comes from under prophets divine for money and this is something very common right now so many prophets have risen and i'm not against prophets prophecy god uses me in prophecy our sister roshni god uses that's her office god you know uses her so but the point is not that the point is this when you put a yeah material token on the top of what god has given you in order for you to deliver that message then it becomes selling your anointing hello this is what they did and then they say to themselves it they lean on the lord and say is not the lord among us no harm can come upon us therefore because of you zion shall be plowed like a field jerusalem shall become a heap of ruins and the mountains of the temple like the bare hills of the forest i know this is not a very fancy message to hear but i believe it is a word that we have to hear you know today citizens of some nations may reason because they are in a christian nation they can avoid the consequences of the nation they say oh thank god it's a christian nation hello just because you live in a christian nation just because you live in a christian family uh, you know i my i'm a third generation christian so my grandfather was the one who was a temple priest came to know the lord but my goodness i lived in this deception you know that that's why this title is called the tragedy of the deception i lived in the deception my grandpa prays my grandma pay prays they're all pentecostals they go to church somehow in the mercy and the umbrella of those prayers i will be also okay <laughs> it's not going to work like that you know the romans 623 says the wages of sin is death amen claiming to be a christian nation or claiming to be form be in a christian family doesn't mean that you will be devoid of these challenges and impending you know uh, consequences of your choices god always comes through to people who are repentant you know and this is what i have said this before and i i don't mind quoting it again you can still go to church and live in terrible sin you can still be part of a worship team and live in an addiction to porn or lust or whatever or anger or whatever you can still be a pastor and still there are some some stuff it's not been conquered by the lord over your life and why i'm saying this why this is i don't you know i'm not trying to uh, you know uh, be uh, a little bit weird on you but the point here is this mica addressed this deceptive nature of mind saying the people were saying oh god chose me god chose us he led us he's not going to give up is it true yes is the entire truth no and that's the same thing you know god is warning us that don't walk in deception and look at micah chapter 6 from verse 6 to 7 we will read that what can we bring to the lord should we bring him burnt offerings should we bow before god most high with offerings of yearling calves should we offer him thousands of rams and 10000 rulers of olive oil should we sacrifice our firstborn children to pay our sins look at this look how they are talking you know that's the superficial form of worship they 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 had the superficial form of worship but they were devoid of the genuine love and concern for god 
and my dear brothers and sisters and i want to i don't know how to put this to you in in uh, uh, in words i'm i'm hoping this is what's going to come out and i believe this is what god wants you to receive he is least bothered in how you use words is more concerned what's going on here you can say god i lift my hands up i praise you know so I, i've been asking you sometimes i say lift up your hands you know stand up shout give a hand to the lord all those things you may do it you may not do it but god is least bothered all those things you know what god bothers right deep down in your heart you know somebody said to gandhi kneel down and you know what gandhi said my i will kneel down in the physical but in my spirit i'm actually standing and sometimes we have that you know gandhi syndrome in us you know we may just lift up our hands we may pray but deep down in our hearts and that's why in isaiah also says this they worship me with their mouth but their hearts are so far from me my dear brothers and sisters this superficial form of worship needs to be out from our system needs to be out and that's why you know sometimes people say let's worship the lord immediately they think okay we're going to sing three songs what is worship to the lord what is worship to the lord worship to the lord is not three songs worship is lord is not somebody that 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 will lead us in a beautiful catchphrase tune or the beautiful voices or with some lyrics that makes us feel good worship is your lifestyle worship is when jesus is enthroned in every single area of your life worship is when jesus is adored worship when jesus is celebrated in every single area of your life that means even in the middle of the day even in the middle of the night that jesus becomes your possession and your obsession that you are consumed and possessed by the love of Jesus every moment of your life that's worship hello and we have a superficial form of worship saying okay now we're going to sing this now i feel good you know and now this is and now and then we think after this i can continue my own life and this is where mica shares this this is the key words and i want you to memorize this words this week we will memorize this turn with me to micah chapter 6 verse 8 this is the one has he has shown you oh man what is good woman also please okay what does the lord require of you to do just to love mercy and to walk humbly before your god amen so what is micah is three things what is worship to do justice to have mercy to love mercy and to walk humbly with god and i i will i will just unpack this a little bit and then we will wrap this time with a, a prayer so what is to do justice means what is to do justice are you going to go and make a protestation like you know we have this guy we had this guy in tamil nadu called traffic ramasamy i don't know whether you heard about him he goes into all the protestation he is no more he was this guy that they know him for protestation you know and uh, the guy who worked with uh, um, anna azare you know anna azare have you heard about anna azare he worked with gijarwal gajarwal and he was known for he was even in time magazine Got, to do justice means or it's this girl from pakistan malaya whatever her name is you know so the, we think 
justice means to take a banner or with a black card walking around and saying no you know what justice means hate what god hates love what god loves that's it <laughs> god loves the sinner god hates the sin period that's justice you know justice is not fighting for the poor and the needy though it may imply to that justice is not fighting for the wise to the voiceless for the for the children for the women for the destitutes for the for the people who are vulnerable in society all those can imply to that but the basic fundamental thing is do you hate what god hates and do you love what god loves now you can say yes charles i do hate what god hates okay let me ask you this question god loves let me put this way god hates gossip <laughs> do you hate it um uh, i don't go so deep just a little bit outline you know <laughs> people sometimes say don't give me all the details just give me the outline so i will fill it with my own masala inside <laughs> so guys think about it do you do you hate gossip holy spirit hates gossip do you hate gossip when was the last time dozer says this and i quote you know if we christians would shut our lips by not talking about other christians there will be more chances for the world to encounter jesus look at us look at the social media we are open and we just bash people around and i am not saying that i am pure in this and i have done i have my own shares of mistakes and i am humbly saying because the holy spirit is convicting me it is important and i'm not saying there is a place in the time to address the challenges in the body of christ but that's different but it is just for the sake of proving you are better than others your worship is better than others your church is better than others your fellowship is better than others it's almost cultish guys and i and i'm i'm saying this with such with a conviction in my heart it's almost like we compare our our cultish little fellowship that we are part of and we say this is better that's better and we it's like god hates those things do you want to do justice start from your heart say within yourself to god god help me to hate what you hate help me to love what you love amen that's that's what do do justice means number 2 love mercy and mercy is an actually many years ago in 2002 uh, was the first time i went to south africa and uh, there was my first time leaving india i told you my story and how god took me to the nations and the first nation i was in south africa and my uh, my leader and still is a good friend and and i consider him as one of my mentors and he was teaching in the base and we talked about the homeless situation in south africa and he he asked this question to the people there were around 300 staffs and students were there and he said guys do you know what's the difference between the homeless guy who lives under the bridge because there is a bridge like a underneath that there's so many uh, people stays there and you have to cross underneath that bridge walk through that to get into the base that's up in the hill so he used to ask do you know the difference between those guys and us and people were like saying all weird stuff and he said it's just because is the mercy and the grace of the lord that kept us here it's not because we did something special not because we earned or worked our way later up all the way up nothing and that gives you a compassion 
the feelings of god and i've said this before there are three emotions the one is the sympathy that we say ah shame i wish we could do this then is the empathy where you feel like a little bit sad but you you can't do anything but jesus never moved in sympathy or empathy bible says jesus moved in compassion you know what is the compassion that is the highest feelings of god and when you move in compassion you show the world the mercy the nature of god god's nature and my dear brothers and sisters that's what god is wanting us to go he wants us to do justice he wants us to love mercy love mercy and there is and this is this is crazy you you can do a merciful act without love you know jesus could have died on the cross and said huh, these fellows suckers they they because of you i am hanging here man god take my life <laughs> he didn't do that on the very moment john was there his mom was there he told john john this is your mom mom this is your son there's a guy there next to him and says if you are really the son of god and another guy say hey we both are paying the price for what we deserve but here is a man innocent and then he looks at that man and says please remember me and then the lord in his own pain and he says today you will be with me in paradise and in the midst of all these things he is saying father forgive them so he just not acted in mercy he loved mercy hello sometimes we say uh, you know what this patient i did this this patient but god is saying he is taking us to a place that's why guys it's not about deception he is moving us from the reality from the deception to the reality of our relationship founded in him hate what god hates love what god loves love mercy have the highest feeling of god which is compassion lord but not the least and we know this walk humbly with your god and this is the key phrase and humility is the key to intelligent lives walk humbly with your god and what is walk humbly humbly does not mean i am nothing father humbly does not mean i i don't deserve anything no humbly basically means acknowledging there is a king over your life amen every single time you acknowledge the king of glory is over your life and that's what it means humbly before walking with your god so this is what the lord is asking us from this book of micah are you in self deception that saying i am i am in this place you know i am working in a christian medical college you know my hod is christian my christian my colleagues are christian and even my fellowship looks you know christian fellowship and and i i go to a christian church and all my friends are christian my girlfriend boyfriend is a christian we sing on the same choir you know <laughs> and we do all those things but then our hearts are very far we do lip service and the lord is addressed addressed this in the children of israel saying hey guys you call yourself my people but you are living in transgression sin and iniquity and you are impressed by the fact that i am with you and you would escape the penalty of disobedience 
and sometimes we think oh being in in a, in a christian institution surrounded by christian people and you know have we even pray and start you know which hospital does that we read a scripture who but then still walking in bitterness still walking in unforgiveness still walking in hatred still talking bad about the superiors or colleagues still gossip about somebody else you know sometimes i i get you know i wish sometimes god has a mute button in the remote we have this mute button you know we just mute it and we just say i wish god has a mute button so you just mute the christians because we talk so bad and i heard on the other day someone was telling about the other person and saying this person is with this person this person is that person and i'm like what the heck man what's wrong with you why you have to come up with assumptions and ideas and thoughts oh this girl is talking to this guy maybe something is there what's wrong with us we have gone so far we live in a so called and that's why the people even come from all over the world bengalis come north indians come middle easterns come you know uh, right now i i'm in dubai and the lulu supermarket manager's daughter is admitted in a ward and they and and they we need to pray their daughter has got a cancer you know the guy who owns the biggest supermarket in the world you know and brother ivan was telling we need to pray for that but still those people don't really touched by the love of jesus why because we are so you know it's like and 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 if some hod is becoming oppressive and some of them when we come up we try to do the same thing because the heart is not dealt with and the holy spirit is saying guys guys let it go let it go leave this religious self deception and lean on me walk humbly do justice and love mercy amen does it make sense does it make sense are we learning something now this is what i wanted to wrap this time up okay now what is this basically means this basically means if i ask jesus for mercy he does two things okay now you can't be merciful to others if you have not experienced mercy from god you can't forgive others if you can't if you have not received forgiveness from the lord you can't love others if you don't know how much you are loved and this is the problem with many people they just want to you know love as you as you can and people are like i don't know how i can love i don't even love i don't even know how to love myself how can i love my mother in law <laughs> how can i love my colleague or my hod you know or my friend they call me friend but they are, you know this is what happens if we ask jesus for mercy i wrote down in the year and i will put it up in the screen if i ask jesus for mercy he does two things first he forgives me and number two which is important thing he frees me my brothers and sisters you can't talk about justice you can't talk about doing justice you can't talk about loving mercy you can't talk about walking in humility with god if we don't understand these two things that you are forgiven and you are a free person amen now these two things i want to highlight on forgiveness and freedom now it's up in the screen look at it it says forgiveness takes care of my past guilt but freedom gives me the ability to move on on to the future amen 
one talks about one deals with your past another one empowers you to the future and very often we talking about freedom i want freedom you know we need freedom but then there are more people incarcerated outside the prison than inside the prison because they are in the prison of their own hearts of their own bitterness unforgiveness relationship challenges and they're talking about freedom you know joyce mayer says this and i quote this wherever you go you take you with you <laughs> sometimes people say if i get married then all these things will be changed if i get this promotion if i finish this bond and i go and join myself somewhere there then i'll be fine no my friend you take you with you everywhere you go so you better deal with you before you go anywhere so that's to deal with you you need to first receive that forgiveness that takes care of my past guilt and say god deal with this issue deal with my sense of gossips deal with the sense of this bitterness deal with my the sense of deception that just because i'm in a christian institution being part of this church being part of this social work and paying my tithes and offering just because of that everything is fine no lord deal with my life receive that forgiveness and then out of that walks in that freedom that god gives us amen <laughs> I, i somebody said this and i quote no person is as self righteous than a college student have you heard that statement i don't know you know the college student always says you know it's it's the hod's fault or my roommate's fault or you know or the or this warden's fault they are always right <laughs> hello and isaiah 61 and john 12 we don't have time i'm going to wrap it up and we're going to take some time to pray and if you please read isaiah 61 and john 12 and it talks about how the forgiveness of god is dealt with you know so now i want to just read one scripture and i wanted to wrap this time okay turn with me to john chapter 12 verse 44 then jesus cried out and said he who believes in me believes not in me but in him who sent me and he who sees me sees him who sent me my dear brothers and sisters i want to encourage you do we come to that place we all say this no we all say this here i i have god in me god lives in me you know one day asha asked where god lives daddy and i said god lives in your heart here she said here yeah he lives here and we we kind of we believe this to a certain extent we we understand it maybe but this is what it says here when jesus cried out and said he who believes in me believes not in me but in him who sent me he who sees me sees him who sent me and this is my question for you first i'm asking this to myself do people see jesus when they see me or what do they see they see a religious fanatic or a so called namesake christian or a guy who just sometimes becoming up in mood swings you know sometimes people say don't go approach now she is in a bad mood he is not this is not the time to approach you let him cool off hello <laughs> they never said to jesus don't go to jesus now he is not in a good mood my brothers and sisters my guys warning us 
and he is saying to us you can be in self deception but if you choose to say god take me out of this he is saying hate what i hate love what i love that is to do justice have compassion the mercy love mercy and walk humbly with god when we do this people will say wow i can see a divine in this person the way he communicates the way he handles life the way he handles crisis the way he challenges people with the love you know we address the problem but we don't attack the person many times we attack the person we never address the problem jesus never attacked the person he addressed the problem but he always empowered that person amen now i want to wrap it up jesus speaks this out also if you read matthew chapter 23 we don't have time and i will just put it up in the screen so if matthew 23 talks about the hypocrisy of christians i mean in those days uh, the, the the people who call themselves you know yahweh as their god and 24 talks about the the doom and the coming uh, coming challenges you know so i'll put it up in the screen just quickly we will just quickly go through this okay it says but do not do the work according to their works for they say and they do not do many christians fall under that you know uh, he says that but he never keeps up his word you know was 5 matthew 23 this is matthew 23 but their works they do do not be seen by men so they are sometimes if they do they wanted to proclaim everything oh i'm doing this you know i gave this donation second wave came i was the first one who gave this donation blah 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 you know verse 14 they pretends make long prayers <laughs> hello longer you pray doesn't mean god loves you more i'm not saying the shorter you pray god loves you more it's the heart issue guys it's the heart issue you know you cleanse the outside of the cup and dish but inside you're full of extortion and self indulgence you know what is a self indulgence the another word of self indulgence is hedonism you know what is hedonism extreme pleasure me 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 hello that's hedonistic all of you and that's that's what it says in you know, a self indulgence you outside you show like oh kumbaya everything is fine down inside you're rotting last but not the least even you walk outwardly appear righteous to men but inside you're full of hypocrisy and lawlessness my brothers and sisters my prayer for me and for you or the family of papa's house we will move from self deception and walk humbly before god love what he loves hate what he hates and embrace mercy amen